0: The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with all of us today. From God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Back in the day when your pastor Mark and his brother were little and rambunctious, I was known to say, what on earth are you guys doing? You ever do that as a parent, grandparent? I think it's appropriate then that on this second Sunday after Christmas, we stop and ask God, what on earth are you doing? Something incredulous has taken place. After all, think about it. Why would God leave the glory of heaven with its chorus of angel choirs, with its peaceful harmony, heaven where there is no suffering, no pain, no tears, no death, Why would God leave all of that to come to earth and be dependent and be a weak baby born in a stable to a teenage girl, born amidst the smells and the grunts of that manger time, born amidst among people who were strangers, shepherds, and even a surrogate father standing by. Why would God do that? What on earth is God doing? Well, the reason God is on earth and came to earth on that first Christmas was cast early on in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve decided they wanted to be like God and so ate the forbidden fruit And shortly after, Cain killed his brother. And then throughout human history, when people continued to disobey God, the need for salvation was evident. The wages of sin is death, we learn. Even the chosen one, God's own people, disobeyed. We hear that Moses, God's chosen leader, killed another man. We hear that King David, the great King David, committed adultery. There were wars and more wars. There was even a golden calf. Unfaithfulness was rampant. Sin, missing the mark, had become the human way, even for the chosen people of God. But God, being loving and abounding in grace, didn't give up on the creation or its people. Instead of turning everything into a giant flaming cinder, God made a series of promises through centuries of prophetic voices. What on earth is God doing at Christmas? God is keeping those promises. Here's how we remember a couple of them. A shoot shall come forth from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Isaiah, 700 years before the birth of Jesus, told of his coming. Look, the young woman is with child, and shall bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel, God with us. Here is my servant, my chosen, in whom my soul delights, he will bring forth justice and peace to the nations. Quite a promise. Over and over again, God looked upon creation through tearful eyes, and God made promise after promise of a Savior, a Messiah, of Emmanuel. What on earth was God doing that first Christmas? God was keeping a promise. A promise to save creation. A promise to save God's own people. A promise to save you and me by sending a Savior. But that wasn't all. God was on earth to prove a love. And not just any sort of love, this was something very special. This was love divine, all love's excelling of joy and heaven and earth come down. This love came down to earth and excels above all others. Jesus said it best when he said to Nicodemus, For God so loved, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that everyone who would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That takes a very divine, stubborn kind of love. A love that is willing to die for its fulfillment. A love that requires sacrifice in order for it to be fulfilled. And it is a love that Jesus showed his followers then, and it is the same love that he shows to you and me today. Jesus said to his disciples that because he loved them, that he would go to Jerusalem and die for them. But they didn't get it. They didn't understand. They asked, well, who does that? Who goes and dies for someone else, especially a sinner like me? Who deserves that sort of love. The baby Jesus born in Bethlehem was proving God's love. That he would leave the Father and the glorious company of heaven to be born as one of the human beings that he came to save was proving a love beyond understanding. Perhaps St. Paul said it best in one of his letters, In Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, God was pleased to reconcile himself to all things by making peace through the blood of Jesus. The body and blood of Jesus, given and poured out, that proves a love that has no bounds. What on earth is God doing? God is keeping a promise. God is proving a love. And God is shining a light. God is shining a light on this dark and weary world. And it is dark and weary for sure, especially in these days of a deadly virus, in these days of hunger and disease of all sorts of natural disasters, in these days of gun violence run rampant, in these days of all the isms that afflict humanity, in these days of wars and rumors of more wars to come, it is a dark and weary time. But my friends, the light has come. There was light that first Christmas. It hung as the guiding star over that manger in Bethlehem, and it continues to shine over us. Again, hear Isaiah's words from centuries ago. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. And in the majestic words of John, chapter 1, all things came into being through him. And without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There it is. The darkness did not and will not overcome this light that shines through the resurrected life of Jesus. There are many references in Scripture to Jesus being the light of the world, and so he is. He is the light of our Christmas Eve's silent night candles. He is the light that gives hope to many through the food pantry gifts from here, at Cross of Grace, through our bags of blessings, through our meals to the sex workers in Indy. He is that light that gives hope to our friends in Haiti. He is the light that is focused through all of our mission-focused giving throughout the year. He is the light that gives us hope in the face of injustice and illness and suffering and even death. And so as we move on from Christmas, we go knowing that God is indeed on earth keeping a promise proving a love and shining a light, a light on this dark but wonderful world. We go into this new world sharing that love and living in that light. Amen.